Your eyes and your vision are under attack, damaging blue light from the sun. Your phone, your computer, your tablet, even light bulbs and car headlights is constantly bombarding you. The good news is our eyes actually already have a line of defense to counter the effects of blue light. This defense is made up of three pigments called carotenoids. MacuHealth with Micromycel, the only supplement with the exclusive patent on all three macular carotenoids and Micromycel technology. With more screen usage and indoor time, myopia, also known as nearsightedness, is increasing and getting worse in children. Now, certified eye doctors can prescribe MySight one day, the first and only FDA-approved soft contact lens to slow myopia progression in age-appropriate children. Visit coopervision.com to find a Brilliant Futures certified eye doctor near you. Do your patients know what presbyopia is? There are people who are afraid of the press. Have you talked to your patients about multifocal contact lenses? I've heard the bifocal, but not right, multifocal. Not multifocal. Do you need help with your multifocal strategy? Learn more at the conclusion of this episode. The All Eyes Visual VRP is a portable vision testing platform that includes visual fields, acuity, color vision testing, pupillometry, and extraocular motility. The visual leverages virtual reality, artificial intelligence, and augmented technologies to enable eye care providers to test for and monitor common eye diseases. Visit alleyes.com for more information. Welcome back to part two of my interview with Sally Fallon, president of Weston A. Price Foundation. In part two, Sally talks about foods to avoid and highlights food recommendations that may surprise you. If you're new here and you like our interviews, press like, subscribe, share, and hit the bell. Also, please leave comments. Be sure to watch our full-length documentary, Open Your Eyes, on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube movies and shows. And tune in to our brand-new radio show, Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Central Time on AM 1280, The Patriot. You know, I interviewed Ted Damon, and we talked about how a lot of the kids now are getting all kinds of injuries early, knee injuries, you know, yep. because of sugar and the and, and the and the uh, seed oils and i guess and now glyphosate because it affects connective tissue so the kids are growing up being being you know eating this glyphosate and 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 the sugar and and the seed oils and their their tendons and their ligaments and their cartilages are just frying yeah and they can't they get might get a chiropractic adjustment but it doesn't hold so uh, yeah, now um, of course that gets us to my one of my favorite subjects, uh, gelatinous bone broth, and not what you buy in the supermarket in those boxes, the septic boxes. That's not going to work. You need to make chicken broth and beef broth, fish broth. And because I came from a tradition of uh, gourmet cooks, I had that all my life. My mother always made chicken broth and put it in the gravy and the soups. And I could just continue doing that. And then found out this is actually really very healthy for you. And I, I can't think of it. Well, there's lots of things that are important, but it's one of the most important things you can do as parents is cook those bones and give your kids broth, whether it's a mug of broth in the morning or make soup with it. And, you know, I was raising a family of four growing hungry kids, three boys and a girl, uh, on a, kind of a budget. 
And what I did, I bought two chickens every week and cooked those chickens. Uh, the, the meat was for chicken salad and tacos and, you know, that kind of stuff. And the broth, uh, we had soup two or three nights a week. We had lentil soup made with homemade broth. So it was, you know, it was a kind of a poverty diet in some ways, but they were very healthy. And how long would you cook it for? I never had a broken bone, by the way, but. Uh, <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah. How, long would it, how long would it cook for the bones? How long do you? Well, overnight is fine. Overnight. And now, you know, I didn't have a slow cooker in those days. I guess they weren't kind of out yet, but now I have a slow cooker. So every time I cook a chicken, I save the bones. Um, I, I can get feet and heads, which is, makes really good broth. And when I have enough uh, bones to fill a slow cooker, I make broth. And is there anything to the fact that uh, meat, uh, red meat, or, you know, from a cow, uh, bison, or a lamb is healthier than chicken because of, it's a ruminant and has multiple stomachs? Oh, I think they and both chicken. have their benefits. I, and, and this is why we want to eat a variety of foods. The real benefit of poultry is the vitamin K2 because all poultry has vitamin K2 in its fat. That's why you always want to eat the skin, right? And so to me, that's the benefit of poultry and things like duck fat, goose fat, and so forth. The benefits of red meat are zinc and iron uh, and very available in a form very available. And we shouldn't uh, downplay zinc. Zinc is just critical for the brain, for intelligence, and also for growth. And children who don't get enough zinc, they, they are stunted, their growth is stunted. And beef is the best source of zinc. And we're very lucky in, in the Western world. We have beef, it's available. Um, we should eat a lot of beef. And, and zinc is good for the immune system as well. Yes, exactly. And I think there's about a hundred enzymes based on zinc. And of course, uh, your fertility requires zinc. And the seminal fluid has got a lot of zinc in it. So yeah, for masculinity, you need uh, zinc. So beef is a wonderful food. You talked about, about foods that help people grow taller mm -hmm. compared to foods that you won't grow as tall. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, uh, milk is your number one food there, raw milk because the calcium is very well utilized and kids who get raw milk tend to end up taller. Populations who have raw milk tend to be taller. I'm thinking of the Swiss and the Maasai and the Dutch, uh, they end up taller. And the interesting thing about milk is it is a very good source of zinc. Um, it's higher in zinc than iron. And this is uh, why you actually need to start feeding babies some solid food at six months because they're not getting a lot of iron from the milk, but they're getting a lot of zinc. And that tells you how important zinc is to growth. And the first foods it would be the yolk from an egg. Is that is that correct? So the first two foods that we recommend for weaning babies are egg yolk, not the whites, because the whites are quite allergenic for a baby, and uh, pureed liver, preferably poultry liver. Uh, these foods will give them all the fat-soluble vitamins, um, good fats, uh, A, D, and K, and they're just great foods, but mainly they will give the baby cholesterol. 
because eggs and liver are very high in cholesterol and babies need cholesterol for growth, for the development of their brain. Um, a mother's milk is very rich in cholesterol and contains special enzymes that ensure that 100% of that cholesterol is absorbed. Uh, this is why milk replacer for animals contains animal fat. So the um, babies get cholesterol. They really need cholesterol for growth. So this is why this is another reason we recommend uh, egg yolks and liver. And um, by the way, on my blog, Nourishing Traditions, I have a whole series of articles called Bringing Up Baby, and also the book that Tom Cowan and I wrote, uh, Nour the Nourishing Traditions Book of Baby and Child Care, which has been a very popular book. It's sold a lot of copies. And for 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 babies, uh, once they're over, they hit a year. It, that's when you could recommend grains, right? So, you know, the baby's digestive tract is immature, and we want to make sure that everything we're giving to the baby is easy to digest. That's why you want to give them raw milk. Uh, if you can't breastfeed for whatever reason, you we have a formula made out of raw milk. You definitely don't want to be giving them commercial formula. For one thing, it has no cholesterol in it. And for another thing, it's very hard to digest. So you withhold the foods that are really going to be hard to digest, like egg whites and grains. Um, and, and you just wait, even nuts uh, can be hard to digest. So you wait till they're at least a year, till that digestive tract is formed properly. And you're not going to put a lot of stress on the digestion. And uh, let's go back to baby formula for a minute, because some people yeah. adopt children and they have to have baby formula and you have a great baby formula, but so a lot of pediatricians recommend soy formula. <gasps> yeah. Well, they're not anymore. I, I mean, we have really shown how terrible that soy formula is. Uh, the sales of soy formula are way down, fortunately. Because a baby on soy formula has 16,000 to 22,000 times more estrogens in the bloodstream than a baby on milk-based formula. You don't want to do that to your baby. Hmm. Uh, and, and the soy formula is very hard to digest. It, oh, they, they just have a terrible time on it. So, But even the regular milk-based formula is uh, really bad. There's no butter fat in it. It's just skim powdered skim milk and vegetable oils and some kind of sweetener. And it's not the right kind of sweetener, which is um, um, lact um, lactose. So um, we have developed, Mary Ennig and I developed a milk-based formula based on raw milk with some other ingredients to bring it up, whole foods ingredients to bring it in line with what's in human milk. And we reckon um, at least 20,000 babies have grown up on this formula. Uh, with fabulous results, very healthy babies. So, um, and how could people yeah. find out? About, how could people find out about that formula? Okay, where? so it's in my book, the Nourishing Traditions Book of Baby and Child Care, but it's also on our website, uh, westonaprice.org. If you go to Children's Health, we have a whole uh, tab of what we call health topics under Children's Health. Uh, the formula is there. How about these fake burgers that they're making now that they're selling that taste like hamburgers, but they're, I assume they put soy in it, I'm not sure, but to make it taste like meat. 
Well, they, you know, they've worked very hard to try to make this fake stuff taste like meat. And the only way they can do that is with MSG and a lot of flavoring. Uh, one brand, I believe it's the Impossible Burger, uh, is based on pea protein. But the, there's another one that's on, based on soy protein. But the other thing they're trying to do is this lab meat, which is trying to grow these meat proteins in the laboratory. And this is supposed to be a kind way of having meat. What they don't tell you is that these, this lab meat requires something called fetal bovine serum. And fetal bovine serum is the blood drained from uh, fetuses of calves pulled from their mothers just before birth. Mm. And while they're alive, they drain their blood oh my goodness. until they die. And this is what they need to grow this lab meat. So they absolutely have to have cows to grow this meat. And it's very cruel. I mean, that's way more cruel than just killing a cow for meat. So, but this is a, one of the dirty secrets about this lab meat. And I have actually written about that on my blog also. And, um, and, and phytates that are in soy, it, it, it blocks nutrients, anti-nutrients. Right. So there's, we call these anti-nutrients. They're in grains and legumes, and soy is really high in them. One is phytic acid which blocks minerals, it'll block calcium, magnesium, blocks iron, and especially phytic acid blocks zinc. So if you're eating a lot of whole grains and not getting any meat, you're very prone to zinc deficiency. Uh, there are enzyme inhibitors, there are uh, tannins that are very good with sugar. Uh, so there, there's the oxalic acid, so there's a number of anti-nutrients in grains and in most plant foods actually, but especially in grains and legumes. You talked before about MSG, how they put that in to make it taste, they put, they put it in fake foods to make it taste like meat. Mm -hmm. um, there's some other names for MSG because sometimes you don't know it's actually MSG. If, uh, uh, if you could mention that and the dangers of MSG. So MSG is, um, free glutamic acid, basically, and it's in all processed foods. Everything from, you know, uh, flavoring mixes to it's, it's actually in skim milk. Uh, MSG is the fake meat taste, and it is very, very harmful. Uh, the MSG affects the hypothalamus, and the hypothalamus is the master gland. It is the seat of impulse control. And if we're seeing anything today, we're seeing children without any impulse control. Uh, also, MSG has been definitively shown to make you gain weight. Uh, there was a study in China where everyone was cooking their own food, so it wasn't any processed food, but the families that used a lot of MSG were weighed more, they were stocky. Whereas the families that didn't use MSG were, were slender. So we're starting our kids out. The MSG's in baby food. It's in formula. It's in uh, you know all these fake foods. It's in all the fast food. And then we wonder why these children are so fat. But the you know you read the papers and they say um, this is fake news. This is disinformation that there's anything wrong with MSG. But it's right there in the scientific literature. 
MSG affects the hypothalamus, the seat of impulse control, the master gland, and MS. And by the way, the hypothalamus is where we produce um, oxytocin, oxytocin, which is the cuddling hormone. Uh, and it makes you gain weight. It's right there in the scientific literature. And the only way to avoid it is to avoid processed food. It is the only, because it's in everything. And why did they put it in? What was the purpose? Because the food would be inedible otherwise. It would taste like cardboard. So every once in a while, I'm sure you as well, you know, we have to go to a restaurant. How do we eat healthy in a restaurant? Yeah, well, um, go to the uh, upper upper level, you know, more expensive restaurants. Uh, Good Bet's always the best hotel in town. Uh, for breakfast, um, don't order scrambled eggs because scrambled eggs come in a carton with all kinds of additives. You order fried eggs so you know it's an egg. <laughs> and I always order bacon, not sausage, because bacon doesn't have MSG in it. Sausage almost always does. And then I ask for butter and I, I get some toast, which probably isn't very good quality, but put lots of butter on it. And you can, you've got a pretty good breakfast there. Uh, you want to avoid soups in restaurants unless they're actually making this, the chicken broth or whatever. I always ask. Uh, my husband and I were traveling in Europe, and the last night we were actually at a Hilton hotel at the airport, and I was not feeling well. I was, my stomach was feeling kind of dead, and they had a fish soup on the menu. So I said to the waiter, go ask the chef, did he make this soup from bones or did it come from a can, you know, a powder in a can? And he came back, he said, the chef says he made this soup from bones. <laughs> so I had the fish soup and it was just exactly what I needed. It just calmed down my stomach and I felt great afterwards. So ask, how are they making their soups? And same thing with the sauces. A lot of the sauces come from a can and they're just full of MSG. So you just have to ask. I know that when I'm in a, a you know a restaurant and a breakfast, I always ask them to cook it in butter. Otherwise, yeah. I get seed oils. To yeah, cook, right. To cook, the, to cook the eggs. Macu Health, your science-born and tested solutions for visual performance, macular degeneration, and dry eye syndrome. New products coming soon. Embrace the science. The All Eyes Visual Oil VRP is a portable vision testing platform that includes visual fields acuity, color vision testing, pupillometry, and extraocular motility. The visual leverages virtual reality, artificial intelligence, and augmented technologies to enable eye care providers to test for and monitor common eye diseases. Visit alleyes.com for more information. And how about the stimulants? Coffee, chocolate, what's your position on that? And what can we do as a substitute if it's something you don't, you don't recommend? Yeah. Well, I have a very interesting story to tell. Uh, I was a coffee drinker and um, had a number of health problems, basically uh, fatigue in the evening and allergies. And this is years ago, I went to see a doctor and I'm so grateful to this doctor. He was a, considered a holistic doctor. And he sat me down and he said, now Sally, uh, I cannot help you unless you stop drinking coffee. He'd done a food survey, you know, what I ate. If you don't stop drinking coffee, you're always going to have be tired and you're always going to have allergies. Well, <laughs> I went home. I never drank a cup of coffee again after that. It was the hardest few months of my life. I had a headache every day. 
I am so grateful to that doctor because what I noticed is, first of all, my allergies, 90% of my allergies cleared up. There's still a 10% that, you know, sometimes bothers me, but I, I was a different person. And I had so much energy, more energy. Um, I was the kind of person who had a lot of energy in the morning, but by the evening I could hardly function. Well, now I found I could function all day, nice, uh, steady energy, no peaks and valleys. And uh, I still had energy to work after dinner and do the dishes. So I, I just, my energy levels and my energy patterns changed. So I, uh, people hate to hear this from me that, you know, coffee's a really bad thing, but if you can get over it, you will feel so much better. Uh, and chocolate has caffeine, uh, but also other kind of alkaloids that raise dopamine levels. So it makes you feel happy, but then you get the crash afterwards. I wrote uh, a blog called, uh, it's called, um, uh, coffee, uh, chocolate rage. You can look it up, chocolate rage, um, because uh, chocolate actually makes people angry sometimes. Getting a rage. Well, chocolate could have uh, cadmium in and arsenic. Yes, and there's a lot of heavy metals in in coffee and in tea, and there's a lot of cadmium in tea. There's a lot of fluoride in tea, and then uh, same with chocolate. And so what do, what do you have instead? What do you have instead? Um, one thing you have is a nap. <laughs> feeling, <laughs> feeling tired close your eyes for 10 minutes take a power nap uh another great substitute for coffee i put a tablespoon of molasses and a tablespoon of coconut oil and a pinch of ginger powdered ginger in a mug and fill that with hot water looks like coffee tastes delicious and it does perk you up by by feeding you you know and boosting your metabolism and is there anything to like the 88% chocolate or you would say? It's all chocolate. And even chocolate. the dark chocolate is quite high in sugar. And, and do you think one of the reasons that you had the problems with the coffee, the somewhat allergies, is they use a lot of pesticides when they make coffee? Well, that's with possible. But the thing about these stimulants is they, they tell the adrenal glands to make uh, adrenaline. And whenever your body produces adrenaline, it produces feel good, the rest and digest hormones to bring you back from this, uh, you know, kind of uh, push of energy. And pretty soon you get what's called adrenal fatigue. Your, your adrenal glands just can't do that all the time. You know, if you're drinking coffee, if you're getting yourself going in the morning with coffee every day, then your adrenal glands just give out. Uh, and after a while, uh, for me, the the symptom was allergies. Uh, for other people, it might be low sex drive because you need these adrenal hormones to make sex hormones. Uh, for others, it might be diabetes because your adrenal glands control blood sugar levels. For others, it might be high blood pressure because your adrenal glands are involved in regulating blood pressure. So you want to be kind to those wonderful adrenal glands and um, you eat nutrient-dense foods. Vitamin A is really important for your adrenal glands, uh, but just not be hitting them with a sledgehammer all the time, which is what happens when you're taking in stimulants. 
the supplement industry is, I think it's a $60 billion industry. Supplements that you recommend or you take personally? So uh, I take cod liver oil and what Dr. Price called high vitamin butter oil or sometimes I take emu oil for vitamin K2. So those are my A, D, and K. And I take those every day. Uh, I do take a natural vitamin C um, like um, amalaki or rose hips. Not, not synthetic. It's just a powdered fruit, right? And I think I don't take anything else uh, except sometimes I will take um, a desiccated uh, glandular. And I think this is the, or desiccated organ, like desiccated liver or desiccated lung. And I think this is the future of supplements. It's not the um, isolated vitamins or minerals, but it's the, um, the dried organ meats. I take dried oyster because I don't like oysters. My husband loves oysters. I don't like them. And that's for minerals, especially zinc. Uh, and this is goes right along with what traditional people did. They dried oysters and, and um, in the sun and they traded them. Uh, they dried organ meats, um, the dried meat. So this is a very um, uh, appropriate way to store um, these kinds of foods. You know, I know Paul Saladino uh, recommends organ supplements. Yeah. Now, do you, do you eat organs or you take the supplement? Well, well I eat liver. I love uh, chicken liver and especially uh, poultry liver. But it's sort of hard to get the other organ meats. Um, I love sweetbreads. Where where can you buy sweetbreads? You know, even we when we butcher animals, we can't get the sweetbreads back anymore, and they're delicious. So, um, and you can't have anything with lung in it in America. I did want to ask you about margarine. Uh, you know, when I grew up, I remember my I love I remember loving butter, and my mother decided, well, butter's not healthy anymore, and I have to have margarine. And I guess back then it was made out of corn oil. Yeah. And and now, and then is they, it made out of soy now? Well, this is why we have so much soybean oil. Uh, they So margarine, it was partially hydrogenated vegetable oil, and they were using soy uh, corn oil. And then they kind of uh, experimented with soybean oil, and they found that soybean oil hydrogenated better than corn oil. So they you stopped hearing about corn oil margarine, and, and they started using soy for the margarine. And this is why we have so much soy today. But margarine, of course, is a poison. And I feel very blessed because my parents were Francophiles and good cooks. They would never use margarine. It's kind of a snob thing, really. But I'm so grateful. Oh, I remember having that margarine as a kid. And I was just like, like say to my mother, I can't eat this. This is disgusting. Oh, good for you. Your body was very wise. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. You know, before we talked a little bit about MSG, but we didn't give the other names, uh, hydrolyzed protein, case. Oh, yes. I'm glad you came back then. So you ne almost never see MSG on a label. They hide it. Uh, anything hydrolyzed, hydrolyzed protein, uh, anything, uh, any of the caseinates, citric acid always has MSG in it. Um, uh, 
you know, any of those funny additives will be a source of MSG. And we talked about fatigue before, and you have a formula to help prevent fatigue. If you could talk a little bit about that. Well, it's to make your food as easy to digest as possible. So raw milk, not pasteurized. Pasteurized milk is very hard to digest. Uh, bone broth, gelatinous bone broth to help digestion. Uh, fermented foods, which help your digestion. Uh, and proper preparation of grains, which pre-digest the grains. And you know, I think there's another one I would add to that. And that's getting plenty of vitamin A because um, vitamin A is critical for the uh, mitochondria to produce energy in the cells. And vitamin and A- And then no coffee and no coffee. <laughs> well, and, and vitamin A we could get from, from you know, lard. Butter, butter. Uh, not so much lard, butter, um, egg yolks, cod liver oil, liver. Liver is your best source of vitamin A. And when we look at countries that have high fat diets, as opposed to low fat, the French paradox, Swiss does. What is that showing? Austrian, yeah. Pardon me. What is that showing us? The countries that well, it's all you know. So the 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 theory is that animal fats are causing heart disease and high cholesterol. But there's so many paradoxes. There's the French paradox: low rates of heart disease, high fat consumption. There's Austrian paradox. There's a um, Swiss paradox. There's a Belgian paradox. All these countries have high fat diets and low rates of heart disease. So what does that tell you? It tells you that this theory is no good. If there's exceptions, which they're calling paradoxes, but if there's exceptions to this rule that they set up, then the theory is wrong. That's all there is to it. Like Ansel Keys, he cherry picked his data, right? Yes, he did. Yeah. And he enjoyed a good lamb chop too. Um, he was and eating eggs and he, I have a friend who went to conferences where he went and he, he, was, he wasn't eating the way he was telling the, the peasants to eat. Typical, right? So yeah. there was a study where they were with heart attacks, I guess, and one group was given uh, corn oil, another group was given olive oil, and yeah. the other group was animal fats. Can you talk yeah. a little bit about that? Right, then this was high-risk patients. They'd already had a heart attack. Uh, so I, I don't have the slide in front of me, but I think after two years, the vegetable oil group, 75% of them were dead. The olive oil group, I think it was about 50% were dead. But in the group that got animal fats, and this is high risk heart patients, only 25% were dead. So obviously the animal fat is gonna get you better outcomes. You know, I, I just think that you're such a wealth of knowledge and, you know, I really appreciate your time and I want to thank you for, for joining me today and giving me all this time. If people want to find out more about you, if you could go over your websites and okay. how they can learn more about, uh, uh, about you and, and the Weston A. Price Foundation and they, they have your local chapters People yes, could we do. How could they do that? And people okay. that are interested in this. Well, first of all, uh, uh, I would recommend my book, Nourishing Fats, which really has all the information on heart disease and what we call the oiling of America. So that's called Nourishing Fats. And I want um, to recommend all of Sally's books. They're all great. Uh, I've read most of them. <laughs> so Nourishing Fats, yes. Yeah. So um, 
the Weston A. Price Foundation. It's a huge website, westonaprice.org. If you have any questions, let's just say you're suffering from gout. Put gout in the search engine and you'll find some really good articles on this. We have a system of local chapters. We have over 400 local chapters worldwide and go to the local chapter page and you can find a, hopefully find a chapter near you. And they keep a list of food resources in your area. So that's at the local chapters. And then my own website. Oh, and then we have a secondary website, realmilk.com. If you're looking for raw milk, that's a place to find it. And finally, um, nourishingtraditions.com is my website. And you have a Oh, and I also, house. you know, I also write for the Epic Times. I do a column for the Epic Times. So um, they are ba very basic, trying to introduce all this information. But the Epic Times, just put my name in. You'll find me. And how about the conference? Great. Thank you. So we put on an annual conference. That website is wisetraditions.org. And our conference this year will be in Kansas City. October 19th through 23rd. And we've got a great lineup of speakers and it's, it's a wonderful conference. The conference fees include five wise traditions meals where we show you how fun it is to eat this way. Well, I wanna thank Sally Fallon Morell for joining me today. She's a wealth of knowledge and she really gives us some great information and things that we could follow to become healthier. Thank you so much, Sally. Thanks for having me. Your eyes and your vision are under attack, damaging blue light from the sun. Your phone, your computer, your tablet, even light bulbs and car headlights is constantly bombarding you. The good news is our eyes actually already have a line of defense to counter the effects of blue light. This defense is made up of three pigments called carotenoids. MacuHealth with Micromycel, the only supplement with the exclusive patent on all three macular carotenoids and Micromycel technology. Fitting multifocal contact lenses presents a big opportunity to meet patient needs while growing your practice. Alcon is your partner, not only with our innovative portfolio, but through e-learning. Learn to enhance your multifocal strategy today with the Alcon Experience Academy. The All Eyes Visual VRP is a portable vision testing platform that includes visual fields, acuity, color vision testing, pupillometry, and extraocular motility. The visual leverages virtual reality, artificial intelligence, and augmented technologies to enable eye care providers to test for and monitor common eye diseases. Visit alleyes.com for more information. OIE Broadcasting is the emerging leader in social media. We use scientific entertainment to drive more patients into your office. Visit OIEBroadcasting.com and sign up today.